all sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Uh, let's talk some sports because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned into the spoken spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Kudel, here inside the Casey Beard Co. studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, Hello. Eddie Ortiz, Hello. and our guy from 610 Sports Radio's very own, Jay. Binkley. Let's give it up for Bink. Hi. How are we doing tonight, buddy? How are you? Good to have you on, man. I, I, I have to say that it's amazing to see your eyes open right now with all the amounts of work you're doing. Right? I mean, it's like you're on radio like literally 27 hours a day, man. PEDs called bangs and uh, what's this one? <laughs> we don't test for yeah. We don't test for PEDs at the Spoken I Podcast. So you should you should pass. It's gonna be okay. It's okay. Black market, didn't you? Quit your fire. Well, I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a there's a sizzle in Kansas City, and mm. it starts with a T. Uh, T sizzle is in the house. Um, we, uh, in case you missed it, the Kansas City Chiefs acquired, claimed NFL future Hall of Fame outside linebacker slash defensive end, formerly known as Baltimore Ravens, formerly known as Arizona Cardinals' very own Terrell Suggs. He reported to Kansas City, I believe it was two days ago, and uh, this was. I'm going to be honest. I, I did not see this one coming at all. I, I didn't think that uh, Terrell Suggs would come available, and I definitely didn't see the Chiefs making this type of move. Um, we're going to get into that in a second. We're going to talk about the Chiefs and Broncos, uh, what we saw in that game, what we took away. Eddie and I were there in the midst of the, of the, of the snow. Uh, winter definitely came that day. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, guys. So I uh, really want to, first of all, as we always do before every show, want to thank all of our listeners, all of our sponsors, everyone that supports this thing, uh, that helps us keep, keep this thing together and, quite frankly, keeps it fun. We want to thank all of you guys that are a part of this thing, and uh, we really look forward to doing this every single week. And speaking of that, Back to Terrell Suggs. Um, like I said, guys, I, I felt like this was a Super Bowl move. Um, I definitely think that we all could agree at the table that the Chiefs are absolutely a Super Bowl contender before or without Terrell Suggs. But this was the type of move that I felt like we haven't really seen the Chiefs do a lot throughout its throughout history. And it really shows me the mentality, the change of mentality that is inside Arrowhead Stadium now. And and Bink, you talk about this all the time on your show, and I love when you do, man. You always you talk about it being your ringtone, um, you know, with, with Clark Hunt. And what he said before the season even began on the franchise, I believe that was episode one. He set the precedent early enough. We've talked about it on the show many times where he talked about he wants to get that trophy with his dad's name on it back to Arrowhead, and they want to go down to Miami and win the Super Bowl. And anything less is not a success. That's the mentality this this franchise has not had for many years, or at least they've not presented it as so. And it's finally here. And Terrell Suggs is a representation of that. Is he a great player? Still no. But is he the type of acquisition that brings the type of mentality, that brings the attitude, that brings the experience that this team has needed for so long? Absolutely. And that is why I'm absolutely excited about this type of move. That's why I believe this is only going to benefit the team. And that's why I've been so excited about it because of the fact that I feel like, although this team wasn't missing a lot, this only adds to what we already had. And with Frank Clark emerging to the player that we we really wanted him to be. I mean, Big, you came on the show back in April and you talked about Frank Clark was the guy you wanted. 
This was the guy you wanted. And so we got him. They got, got went and got Tyron Matthew. Hey, listen to you. Absolute leader. <laughs> An absolute leader. Yeah, I mean, well, buddy. They, went, they, they went and got leaders, and they went, and, they went and got players, guys that, that know how to play in a Spagnuolo-style defense. And I think that I think that Terrell Suggs, although I do believe he's going to be limited in this defense, I do believe that he's going to be uh, a, a key contributor on the defensive side, not just when I say the mentality and the focus and the experience. He's actually going to play, and he's actually going to make things happen on the field that the Chiefs are going to need, especially with Okafor and Ogba being down. What are your thoughts about on this on this move in particular, Jade? I mean, do you approve of it? What are your overall thoughts? Oh, I, I love it. And the way Frank Clark's playing, I mean, he's he's been hampered by injuries, that pinched nerve, and he couldn't feel a couple fingers. I mean, there's been reasons. Yeah. But now that the coaches and players voted him in, the all the uh, Pro Bowl is half or third fans, third uh, players, third coaches. He's not a household name. It had to have been a lot of players and coaches. Let's be honest. That put him into the game, and he sets that edge. And do they make this move if Ogba and Okafor are healthy? No, no, no. they don't make this move. Right. right. But Terrell Suggs is a necessity. But not only that, there's a power move. Even if he plays here or not, if the, the reports were he's not going to play yeah. here, so what? You're keeping him away from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They're crying, by the way. Yep. They're crying in Baltimore. They're very upset about this. I guess they forgot about Earl Thomas was on his way to Kansas City before he ended up on a plane to Baltimore. I guess right. they, they're forgetting that fact that that's what happened with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're forgetting the fact they haven't beaten – the Kansas City Chiefs and Lamar Jackson, two of his three losses have come to Pat Mahomes. Sure, that's a different team. The Chiefs are a different team. Exactly. Since they played the Baltimore Ravens the first time. But he's got that attitude. This guy knows how to get to the quarterback. And he's not going to be a situational pass rusher. This guy's going to play. Now, yeah. he may not play a ton Sunday. He last played uh, December 8th. So mm-hmm. it's pretty recent that he last played. But he brings that attitude. We're talking about the single season NCAA sack leader with 24. We're talking about 39 forced fumbles. We're talking about 201 tackles for losses. That's, by the way, an NFL record. Mm-hmm. The most since 1999 when they kept track of the stat. He knows what he's doing. He sets the edge. Ninth all-time in sacks. Two and a half more sacks, and he catches Michael Strahan in the sixth place of all-time sacks in the NFL. He brings that cred. Frank Clark even said he wears 55 because of T-Sizzle. You know, and he did wear 56 in the desert. He's going to wear 94 in Kansas City. But they, they forgot the fact that Andy Reid picks up the phone. They forget the fact but Andy Reid is the wolf from Pulp Fiction. He just gets mm-hmm. stuff done. Yep. He's the one that called Kentucky to get Matt House because they were uh, dragging their feet on that deal for the linebacker coach. He calls, Andy Reid gets him. Andy Reid called Terrell Suggs. Sure, he looked at the roster, saw Mahomes and, and Shady and all those guys on this team, but it took Andy Reid calling him, say, we need you. Like, the Chiefs needed him. But he was he was a necessity. There's no depth yeah. at defensive end. If they're going to win a Super Bowl, they need it. But not only that, Andy Reid said he talked to Spags and Spag said he's a great leader and a great player, and he fits in the locker room. That's important, fits in the locker room. Yeah. You can't just bring somebody here that's not going to get along, thinks he's better than everybody else. He's a Hall of Fame player, man. You can't just mix those guys in sometimes. They think they're better than everybody else. But he walks in there, and you got Mahomes. you got Kelsey that's going to be in Canton. You've got, you got the MVP. you got him. you got other accomplished players that are real close to getting in. And he Reed is close to getting in there himself. He needs that ring. And a lot of these guys hold – future changes if they get that ring. But he walks into this locker room. He brings that leadership. I mean, the Honey Badger's here. Frank Clark's a leader here. He just fits right in. They're not asking him to do too much. They're not asking him to be that savior. You don't come here and be that leader that they need. They already have that. Mm-hmm. It's just fit into play, man. Yeah. And it's a perfect fit for him. And that's why he's here. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just to piggyback off that. I mean, it's it's a Super Bowl move and it's a common sense move. I mean, what is what is his what has been his strength for the last few years? You know, he hasn't. He's lost a step, obviously, over the last – he's 37 years old. So, 
his strength is stopping the run. His strength is setting the edge and stopping the run. He's been known as a, as a run you know stuffer for a while now. What has been our only real glaring weakness defensively is the run. So heading into the postseason, it's perfect timing. He's not only experienced; he's been there, he's won it. Um, you know, he's good, but he he knows we know that we can use him against the opposing running backs and the teams in the, in the postseason are going to want to try to run the ball against us. So we can have a guy that we can come in and play, you know, sixty percent of the snaps maybe, and just, you know just set the edge and stuff the run and, you know, bring that fierce, that old man strength that we know he has. And he knows that this is probably his last little run. It you is, know, he's 37. Yeah. So uh, perfect. That's yeah. I'm yeah, sure play a national TV. Yeah, he even said, you know, how do you turn it? There's not two feet of snow. Like I said, it's hard to turn down, you know, the opportunity to play with the MVP and coach Reed, you know, uh, you know, heading, it's, it's the Mahomes effect. Well, with the, yeah. and with the, the trajectory of our team, yeah. you know, the trajectory of our team, him coming in to when we're peaking at the right moment, you know, him coming into the mix of that, you know. And if Baltimore really won, they, won, they let him go. Exactly. Right. Signed for $7 million to right. play in Arizona. And, and the other yeah. side they of really that wanted is, him. They had a chance and they could have just signed him. They yeah, the, signed the him. other side of that is, is that, you know, the initial reports were that, uh, and Eddie, I'm going to get your thoughts on this as well, but real quick, the – the Terrell Suggs whole idea of he was only going to play with the Ravens right, if right. he was able to you know get out if of Arizona if it was actually true. But here's the thing: people forget that he took the money in Arizona when yeah. he could have went to Baltimore, like you said, yeah. on the other side of it. Yes, the Ravens they really wanted they could have kept him, but yeah. also he didn't take the money they offered him. He took the money in Arizona. I know that he has a history in Arizona. Yeah. No, I get all that. That's why the other, other the other contending teams were like calling BS on him. That's why right. they put in a, a waiver for him. I mean, it was a mutual know. deal. He talked to yeah. Kingsbury, let him go. But he started the desert, Arizona yeah. State, and he finished there. Well, he thought he was finishing there with the Cardinals. Yeah. Right. So, Eddie, I mean, what are your general thoughts on this whole thing with Terrell Suggs? Did you like the move? I, I like the move. Uh, it, it just shows the Chiefs, uh, you know, putting their foot down, being like, hey, we're, we're still here. We, we haven't left the fight. Right, we're still Super Bowl contenders, and we're here to prove it. And that that was that move that that the Chiefs fans needed, uh, that confidence. You're only adding fuel to the fire that's already the defense. Mm. That the defense has been killing it week after week, and, and just to add Terrell Suggs, that vet, the veteran presence in that defense is just going to help it a lot more. The momentum, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think the the most veteran player in that defense was uh, Matthew, mm-hmm. and he's still young. So now you're adding a player who's been in that game, in that Super Bowl, who's won it. Mm-hmm. You're adding that press. You're adding a guy who's been in the league for, what, like 14 years? Just for a lot of 17. 17. Yeah, just yeah. for a lot of years. Yeah. It's a player yeah. of the year, Super Bowl yeah. champion, going to be in the Hall of Fame. This yeah. guy's done it all. Yeah. yeah, locker room presence on its own, it, it, it's yeah. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And for him not turning down the cheese, for him saying, hey, how can you turn down playing with the MVP, the reigning MVP? It tells you, tells you a, a lot about Patrick Mahomes and – how he can lure players into Kansas City, and that's we're we're going to see a lot of that later on, and sure. we're probably going to see a lot of players start taking uh, team friendly deals as as, as uh, the years go on. But I mean, we'll talk about that. Absolutely, later. no, that's that's a great point because I think that I was what I was actually going to say after that is that I do I do think this is going to become a trend. It, I do believe that the Chiefs are going to start getting these guys that are at the tail end of their careers that have a little bit left and want to just win one more ring or just their first ever. Well, Andy Reid to come and play Andy Reid. Andy Reid alone has a track record of doing that. Yes. So now you you partner that with. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Holmes. the power of Mahomes. Yeah, Patriots you know. way. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let it sizzle in Kansas I, I, I City. It's a great I love move. This move. It's a good time to be a Chiefs fan. Kansas City is more alive than ever. Absolutely, man. So we had ourselves, and, and obviously that was the big story, you know, coming out as far as the player side of things. But there was a game that was actually played on Sunday, whether you believe it or not, because it really wasn't much of a game. Slightly. Yeah. Um, 
the snow is actually, in my opinion, more of a story than the actual game. But let's let's talk about this game in particular, what we took away from it. Uh, last week on our show, we talked about what we were expecting, and we obviously all expected the Chiefs to win this game. Um, I, the, my feeling was I wanted the Chiefs to take this this game very seriously. I wanted to see them take Drew Locke seriously. Not, not just because of what he did in Houston against the Texans, a team they had really no business yeah. beating, if we're going to be totally real here. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to see the Chiefs say, you know what, there's a lot riding on this game, not just for – ourselves but you know this is drew lock's homecoming and that does mean something to him he's going to want to come out and shine uh, you know in his hometown essentially mm-hmm. and the chiefs went in there and just beat his ass i mean the defense just absolutely took any and everything away from him and you know i think the the, the most symbolic play of the entire game for me was when tyron matthew ripped that ball out of Cortland sutton's hand in the end zone that that represented everything this defense has needed to be for so many years and that, I think, was an ultimate representation of what Steve Spagnolo has wanted to do with this defense all season long, and it's finally coming to fruition. And that got me so excited. Eddie, we were in that ed- yeah. end zone area when that ball was ripped out. We had a front row seat to that. And it just it, it invigorated me, man, because as a Chiefs fan, something I've known for this team for so long is their defenses have been known to be soft at times especially over the last couple of years. We started off this season that way too. Yeah, more of a reactionary style defense, bend, don't break style. Spagnuolo is sitting the house, and he's making making offenses panic. He's making them think quicker and making, quite frankly, wide receivers are struggling against this defense. I think they only have 132 catches against this defense. That's the number one. Yeah, leads the NFL. So in this game – I'll be honest with you, man, at, at about the third or fourth, like right at the beginning of the third quarter, I started to almost lose interest, as crazy as oh, that sounds. Yeah. I'm like, this game is I found over. I myself on my phone a lot in my living room. I was just kind of like, yeah, it, it, like it, white it, noise after it was the, It was the first time, well, I mean, the Raiders yeah. game obviously I felt that way, but this, this game had some real juice to it coming yeah. into the game, and the Broncos were talking that shit. Cortland Sutton was talking about when we win this game, and yeah, you know, we're going to come in here and take business. And I like that. I do like that from a player. I like the confidence. But, dude, you're going to have to listen to the music and potentially hold that L when that happens, when you come in here and you drop a three-burger on us. You know what I mean? So I want to get your thoughts, Bink. What did you see in this game? And I, I've listened to your show all week long, and I've really heard your thoughts, but I want you to give the listeners just a real in-depth uh, version of what you saw in this game. Well, how did it made you feel as a Chiefs fan, as somebody that's followed this team for years? Andy Reid just owns this division. We don't have any rival in the AFC West. There's none. Right. They've beaten Denver nine straight times. They haven't beaten the Chiefs since Peyton Manning. They've won 10 out of the last 11 against the Raiders, 10 out of the last 11 against the Chargers. There's nobody here. Not only that, but the Chiefs averaged 20 points a game per victory in the AFC West this year. Just 6.6 outside the AFC West. That's domination. 26-3. and Again, Andy Reid against this division since 2015. It's good and bad. It's good that you can destroy the division, but you're not going to see the AFC West in the playoffs. That's that's the bad thing. But you're almost averaging a touchdown margin of victory. And Denver's one of those teams – I think they got the right guy at quarterback. I think Drew Locke is different than what we've seen. He's smarter, throws the ball better, and a little bit more mobile. They didn't. They dropped a ton of passes. They dropped the passes. The Chiefs didn't. Um, I, I do think they have the right guy. I don't think they have the right coach. Mm-hmm. I think that Denver you know, went that defensive-minded route, which is great, but you have a, you're trying to break in a quarterback. You have a rookie offensive coordinator in Denver. I don't think that's the right fit for Drew Locke. I really don't. I love their pieces. I like Cortland Sutton. I yeah. like Philip oh, Lindsay. Yeah. I like Noah Fant. I mean, they have some good young pieces young, yep. in Denver, but I don't think they have the coach. And then I'm looking at the Raiders, and I love the Raiders rookie class, one of the best rookie classes we've ever seen with what they're doing yeah. uh, statistically. But do they have the quarterback? He can't win under 40 degrees. He can't win at Arrowhead Stadium. That's a big indictment if you can't beat your rival 
on the road. Five, and then there's the Chargers. They'll comment. I mean, they saw. <laughs> I mean, they do. I mean, they're going to be playing in the Rams Stadium. They're in their mom's apartment above the garage. No one likes them. Like no one likes them. They have no fans at home. They're yeah. fans, and they need a quarterback. This division is a joke. The rival is is New England, and I think the Chiefs prolonged that rivalry by not beating them in the playoffs. I do. I think people would have been pouring dirt on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots all offseason. Mm-hmm. That would have been the talk. Is Pat, Pat Mahomes the new young gun? And the Chiefs won that game. You know, because Tom Brady's not playing the same. He hadn't made the Pro Bowl for the first time since 2008. No, he didn't play in it, but he gets voted in it. His completion percentage is garbage. He's just a different quarterback, and they have no offensive weapons. They needed Antonio Brown bad. But it's still the king. Until, you, you know, you knock off the king in the playoffs, they still are. Yeah. You know, you got to come at him. But Baltimore is going to be the team of the future. Those are the Chiefs' rivals. It's not inside this division. It's the teams in the AFC. Absolutely. I do like Drew Locke. I mean, I think the guy shows some promise. Mm-hmm. And he shows more ability than a lot of quarterbacks than I've seen trotted out by John Elway. I think he's the best of the bunch since Peyton Manning, to be quite honest with you. But does he have the right coach? Fangio made some comments about him in preseason. Mm-hmm. He made some comments about him after the Broncos game in the uh, in the, in the preseason schedule and training camp. Yeah. He made Very comments. Supportive. It doesn't yeah. seem that way, but the players like him. They're rallying around him. Said he brings the energy, brings the juice. You know, Von Miller, all those guys. It's hard Swagger. to gain those guys' yep. respect. Yeah, but he's got it. Just a bad game here. He's a rookie. I, I give him a pass on that. So, <laughs> who is the next best team? I was thinking the Raiders because of this young core they have. But do they have the right quarterback? That's the question. Yeah. Denver's got the great young pieces. Do they have the right head coach? Fangio's a great defensive mind, but can he work with a rookie quarterback? Right. That's the question. Yeah, I mean, not much to take away from the game as far as what I already didn't, I already expected pretty much what to what's trans what transpired. Um, I didn't expect us to win by the margin that we did. Um, I expected it to be a little closer just because of the weather and just the grittiness of that game I, I was expecting. But yeah, I mean, defensively, I expected that. I, I didn't expect Drew Locke. I thought, felt like there was a lot of pressure for him coming back home, all the family there, you know, snowy game you know, facing the MVP. It's just a lot of pressure for him. So I kind of expected him to regress a little bit from what we've seen from the past couple weeks. One in 21 now, rookie quarterback since yeah. 1990. But I mean, yeah, we, yeah, we did see some good yeah. things from, from Drew Locke, especially him, his ability to throw on the run. I thought he was, you know, really, really mobile, a little more than I, I thought. He's got a laser arm, man. Um, making some tough throws, making some, t- some tough sideline throws. I saw too. So yeah, um, you don't leave the nation's touchdown by, passes for it, no reason. Right, right. Yeah, he was, he was impressed for the most part from I mean, they didn't have much, to show for it points wise, but you know, he, he made some things, he made some plays that I thought were pretty uh, exciting. Uh, but from our end, I mean, we, we just did what we did. I mean, Patrick obviously is a snow guy. So, I mean, uh, the mic'd up was incredible. Uh, that was one of the best. <laughs> I could spin this shit in anything. Dude. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. I mean, it, it, the, and then, you know, the snow angels. And it was just, feel good about the, we were just, the playoffs, the snow. Dude, the it, just felt, it just felt effortless out there. Yeah. Like, offensively, it just it just looked like we were out, a bunch of kids out there playing. We saw in the free game when they were showing it on. It was just going viral with us playing snowball, you know, snowball fights. All of it. It's just, it was child's play out there, man. Yeah. It really, really was. And it just looked so lenient and so yeah. lighthearted and just so fun for us we just looked like we just went there and just had a scrimmage and took care of business that's, that's what i took from it yeah. So, yeah 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 uh what i took from that game is uh i, I mean i took the the defense serious now like uh i mm. i i still had uh little, little doubts on the defense and what they could bring into the 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 playoff run and and against the broncos they they proved who they were they they showed their identity yeah. And now that they've done it so so many weeks, it makes that Titans it, it game makes, look like the anomaly game. Exactly. Yep. So it makes you it makes you Count think like 
Yeah. Like, if we play the t- Titans now, like, mm-hmm. I think it will be a different outcome. Yeah, we screwed the I think coach the on def- that one, man. The defense has, has given us their identity as who they are and who they can be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I think this defense can still be better than what they are right now. Yeah. And that's great to know as a Chiefs fan. And, and the fact that Patrick Mahomes can now rely on his defense – and obviously you've seen it. Bink's been waiting for this forever, yeah, man. He goes yeah. back to his – I can't go back to his preps. or I can't go back to his high school stuff too far. Yeah. And now he has a defense. And obviously there, there's a couple of weeks where Patrick has been shaky. And yeah. obviously the defense has stepped up and actually got him the W. Uh, I think the W in New England was a huge part because of the defense. But with the Broncos, uh, Drew Locke, uh, he came out. He did his thing, man. Uh, obviously, he he's a great uh, he he can scramble he mm-hmm. can run with the ball he he can hit you with those you know just fast fast throws, uh, but we saw him uh, being put under pressure by our defense and him making those rookie mistakes uh, like the uh, interception in the red zone mm-hmm. uh, he did he he did the exact same pass twice and yeah. he got picked twice. Yep. If you did it the first time and you got picked, you know common sense is not to do that play again and since you're being given a different chance. Mm-hmm. Like another chance, mm-hmm. don't do it again. He did it again, and he obviously got picked up, uh, picked again. So obviously, we saw a little bit of uh, his flaws. Yes, he's a rookie. He's it's his only what third game. Uh, so so that it shows how who the Broncos can be. Uh, like Bink said, maybe with a different coach, a different mindset of there, uh, kind of help build off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Broncos can go somewhere, uh, and and then obviously Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, there's not no much to add. Yeah, and the, and the Chiefs' last four games, they've outscored their opponents 110 to 45. Now you can say, well, look at their opponents. I, I understand that. Along, what, 11 points a game or something like that in the last three games? Yeah. 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 No, three games, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four, 11. That's right. So over the last, over the last okay, four who, games. The last three teams, yeah, it doesn't matter 10. who you're playing. That's impressive all the way around. If you, look, if you break the games down one by one, you, the Chargers games in New Mexico or in Mexico City, right. uh, Patrick Mahomes is just coming back from injury. Then you have the Patriots, and it's in New England. Or I'm sorry, the, no, I'm sorry, the Oakland Raiders in Kansas City. With they're playing for something. They have playoff hopes. Yeah, they're coming into Kansas City. You know, not coming feeling on, great about yeah, themselves after getting whooped by the Jets. Yeah, absolutely. they have something to prove though, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs wallop them. Then you go to New England, a place we all know the Chiefs had severe problems with. Game. Yes, yeah. exactly. The Chiefs go in there and hold them to 16 points. Patriots haven't been playing great offense. The point is, you still did what you needed to do and took care of business. And then you have this game. Drew Locke's home, homecoming. The Broncos are feeling good about themselves, mm-hmm. beating the shit out of the Texans. That game, the, the game was further apart than even the score indicated. They won by two touchdowns. Yeah. So the point is, is that the, although the Chiefs, yes, have not been facing the, the 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 cream of the crop over this last month per se, the fact that they're making statements the way that they are defensively is something to be considered and to be respected. And furthermore, to Patrick Mahomes. We talk about a lot of times, it feels like whenever he has a big game, we always say, hey, is this the best game we've seen of Patrick Mahomes? That, that, that is always a talking point. Yeah. And it probably will be forever because this guy is going to go down yeah. as one of the greatest ever. But there's something about this game that I loved, and it was the fact that it felt like there was nothing – that it didn't matter who was on the opposing side of the ball. There was nothing anybody could do to stop him. That is what I'm – that is that has to terrify the shit – out of any opponent, and like you said, you just mentioned it in passing, Bink, when you said, you know, talking about the playoffs, that you have to feel really good about going on the road and maybe playing in some bad weather, even in Arrowhead playing in some bad weather, because Patrick not only played so well and high, he played with such high efficiency, but he had nothing from the run game. 
to be able to do that, to be able to have that kind of performance yeah. without a run game, no matter who you're facing, that is beyond impressive because at the end of the day, you are facing fellow professional football players. You're not facing Rockhurst University. You're not facing Division Two A. You know, you're not facing smaller opponents, inferior opponents. Yeah. You're facing guys that are at your level. And to be able to go out there and complete over 75% of his passes, yeah, that's 40 yards. Defense. That's still yes, a top defense. Absolutely. I mean. And you only had one and bad so, throw the entire game. To be able yeah. to do that in that type of weather with that type of predicament against him without a run game to be able to back him. I don't know how they're going to st- – I, I know the Ravens are the cream of the crop right now. I know everybody loves – I get it. Mm-hmm. They're insanely good. They're on pace to break the single-season rushing record, if I'm not mistaken. 380 yards. Away. Yeah, they're going to probably do it this week. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, yeah, they're fucking around going to do it. better hurry because they're probably sitting. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they beat the Browns. It's over. But yeah, yeah. The, the point remains, Beacon, I want to get your thoughts on this real quick before we go to break. Do you get that sense that – there's when Mahomes locks in, there's just nothing anyone else can do to stop this guy. And now that he's got a defense, how much more scary have the Chiefs got to be? Yeah, he's never had a defense. And you look at these weapons. Tyree Kill scares the hell out of people. So does Hardman. Mm-hmm. It's speed. You just can't oh, yeah. replicate that speed. And then Kelsey, they, they have weapons. That, that 16 playoff game they played New England, they, they, they had Kelsey. He's got Sammy Watkins. That was it. Macklin was yeah. banged up. I mean, they, they had one guy. <laughs> now, now it's Sammy Watkins, who mm-hmm. Gilmore played against. He played against Sammy Watkins. Right. You know, Sammy does show up. When he wants to show up, he shows up yeah. in a big way. Yeah. The guy can block. But when he shows up, he was catching the football. It was yeah. great. And then Jacksonville, he's not consistent with it. But when he yeah. shows up, he shows up. Yeah. And he shows up in a big way. And they still have weapons. The running game, too. I mean, if they had that running game, I think they were counting on, like, last year, that Chiefs team um, was able to run towards the end of the year. And Patrick Mahomes was able to throw all – they were taking advantage of him throwing the football. You would think the running game would be better. Mm-hmm. You know, with Patrick Mahomes airing it out. There's been open running lanes. Why do you think Patrick got the 59 yards in Mexico City? Right. He's just spreading the field out. He had open. Those weren't designed runs. They were yeah. just wide open yeah. to go run. That would help out in the red zone efficiency with the Chiefs because they've been struggling this year compared That's to last year. If they just had a running game, it would yeah. completely change things, change the dynamic of the way that he plays. But, yeah, if he had a running game, just like that Raiders game, just handing off the Darwin, just salting away the clock. There were some good defenses. In Mexico, the Chargers were fifth in defense mm-hmm. when Chiefs played them. Yeah. That's a tough front, yeah. They're playing the Raiders and all that win. It was tough. Yeah. I mean, the night before, K-State couldn't throw it against Iowa State, and vice versa, neither team could throw the football. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Like, you can play in snow. You can play in rain. You yeah, can play a lot of wind. You can't play in, in yeah. win. Then the Patriots had the number one scoring defense in the NFL. The defense in Belichick's no joke, but they came away with wins in all those games. And there was excuses. They sound like excuses, but it's, I think it's realistic <laughs> excuses if you look at the game and the situation the surroundings around him this uh snow yeah. might have been an excuse but he wasn't using excuses he was damn good in that game yeah absolutely, absolutely man so uh, chiefs fans look man you guys know we're super uh, at least i'm super critical on this show when it comes to the chiefs but i will say that uh it's very hard to be critical right now with this team the way that they're clicking and they, and they absolutely are yeah this team is clicking on all cylinders at the right time and um, there's a lot to be looking forward to, man. Even before the playoffs, I think the Chiefs have a, still a lot more to prove, and I think they're going to do it. I just I think they're on that that trajectory. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're actually going to hop off the Chiefs a little bit. We're going to talk about a game that actually means more to the Chiefs than maybe even some realize. It's the Patriots versus the Bills. We're going to get back to that after this. They're nowhere near the Bills. The Bills have no none of this pressure. No one expects them to to win this division. No one is expecting them to go into Gillette and beat the Patriots. Yeah, it's it's not a thing. Besides us four right here, I don't see a lot of people picking the Bills because of those very same things. Yeah. But that can only last for so long. Where you're giving people the benefit of the doubt because of what they've done in the past, not what they are now. 
That's my point. And so for me, I think the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Texans all set the precedent. They can't beat good teams. And the Bills are a good team. You give Josh Allen all four quarters, you give this Bills a special teams a, a block punt away, yeah. I'm picking the Bills in this game, and I, I feel very comfortable about that, and I think they're going to get it done. Now, on the flip side of things, the Chiefs are going to have to take care of business, and we're going to talk about that in a, in a segment or two about what I think is going to happen in this Bears game. But this game, I think, guys, I, I, Chiefs fans, you need to be paying attention to this game tomorrow. It starts, what, 3.30 tomorrow, I believe? 3.30 tomorrow. Yeah. Be paying attention to that game, guys. That's the That might be one of the biggest games this season for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs aren't even in it. Mm-hmm. So definitely be paying attention to that one, guys. There's a lot on the, on the, on the on this for the Chiefs because of the if let's say let's say the Patriots do win this game. Then you're talking about the Chiefs are looking at the, the rest of the season totally differently because then they're going to be the third seed, more than likely. Almost, almost, it's almost inevitable at that point. They're going to be the three seed. Then you guys start worrying about, okay, we got Pittsburgh coming in, and then you got you know potentially probably going to New England, and then you're going to have to go to Baltimore. It's going to be a tough road. And I'm not saying that the Chiefs can't do it because we just got done singing, you know, Patrick's, Patrick Mahomes' praises, Travis Kelsey's, the defense for being able to win games in, 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 in rough terrain. I'm not worried about the team. My point is, I want to see this team get the, the, its best opportunity possible. And if you look back at this season, the Chiefs had multiple losses they should not have lost. So this would give them a big break that they should have earned early in the year. They should not have lost that Colts game, should not have lost the Titans. So they need some breaks here. They need to be given some breaks back for what they've. Lost this season. Now to the Chiefs defense. Going into this Bears game. This will be the eighth team. I, I saw BJ Kissel post this earlier today. This will be the eighth team that the Chiefs will face that has a top 10 defense this season. That's insane, man. To be able to have to face eight top 10 defenses in a single season. Eight out of I mean, eight, eight damn teams of the top 10, man. Like, that is rough. And for the, the injuries and for all the, the crap, even before the season started with the whole Tyreek Hill thing leading into this season, the Chiefs have overcome so much. So I would really like it if this team got, got themselves just a little bit of a break, man, with this whole thing. Yeah. The Bills, please, hey, Bills Mafia, look, there's a lot riding on this game for me too. Because fans. as it currently stands, yeah. I posted on our Twitter and our and our uh, Facebook group, I, I had a, a wild hair, man. I was like, you know what? I respect the shit out of Bills Mafia. They're they're the cousins of of Chiefs fans. You know, we I think we all are a very tight knit group. I think we'd all get along really well if we all hung out hung out together. Uh, Bink, you told me there's a big old fan base out here in Kansas City that the they bar. they hang out at, at Bills Bar up on 45 Highway. Yeah, they all make hang out at Bills Mafia whenever they play the. Uh, well, there's a large contingency of Bills fans. Sure. So that's where yeah. they go. But whenever the Bills are in town, place is packed. Hell yeah! So so there's a lot riding because I posted the poll. And I said, of us three, Trevor, Eddie, and myself, they get a couple in you. Who, <laughs> who would you like to see carry the Bills Mafia tradition mm-hmm. and uh, plop through a table? Yeah. And I'm winning by about eighty percent right now. Running so away. running yeah. away. So I really appreciate all you assholes for not, you know, <laughs> letting me have a break this weekend. I just try to enjoy my, you know, weekend. But I kind of brought it on myself. So Bills Mafia, Bills, Bills fans, and the Buffalo Bills, help us. And I promise I'll do something that's going to make me a total ass, but it'll be much, it'll be very well worth it. And I appreciate it ahead of time. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to get to your guys' Monday mailbag, answer your questions, get the debates, get the discussions, get the topics going, and we'll give you guys what we have in that. And then after that, we're going to get to the Chiefs and Bears preview. We'll get back to all of that after this. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast for segment number three. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Ghost Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell, What's up? Eddie Ortiz, go, go, go. and 610 Sports Radio's very own Jay Beakley. All right, so we have touched on the Chiefs and Broncos recap, Terrell Suggs, Patriots versus Bills, 
And now we're going to get to the Monday mailbag. Mm. We're going to give you guys the platform. We're going to give you the opportunity to ask us a question on air, and we're going to answer it as much as we possibly can, or as best as we possibly can, rather. And we have our guy Beakley to help us out with this. So, uh, Eddie, what do we currently have? All right, man. We have a couple questions here. Uh, first question is from Adam Solomons. Uh, we kind of already touched this on the first segment, but uh, what will Suggs bring to the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question, though, because of the fact that, you know, he is older. You know, he's – a guy that, and quite frankly, over the last few weeks of playing, he didn't play so well. Um, I, I think that there, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be able to prove himself here. But I think that if you just want to look at it from a general perspective, the Chiefs are getting themselves, like I said at the very beginning, uh, a man who brings not only playoff experience here but Super Bowl experience, which is something this team needs badly. Because as experienced as Tyron Matthew is, as much of an, a leader as Tyron Matthew is, and Frank Clark and these other guys, they don't have Super Bowl experience. And so they need that, and I feel like that's the kind of this is a blessing for the Chiefs to grab in the, the very late part of the season with a guy who still has enough talent and a, enough drive to still play football for a little bit longer that brings all of that into the equation. So the Chiefs are getting themselves one hell of a package from Terrell Suggs. Yeah, I mean we got Maldi guys like you know Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew on this team and Chris Jones. You know as Maldi and as much leadership as those guys bring. Terrell Suggs is going to bring a whole other level of that. that right. This is a guy that those guys looked up to and, and mimicked. You know, you know that that molded their game. So having that guy come in here with that, you know, with his <clears throat> championship pedigree, it's just it's perfect knowledge just for the locker room, the morale, keeping guy, you know, keeping guys' mindsets, you know, focused on the the the, the goal at hand. Uh, it's the perfect addition, not only due to necessity, but just for overall, um, you know, personality. So yeah, it was, it was a great pickup, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do on the field. Well, it's better than what they had. I mean, it's better than the option. Even at his age, I don't care. It's what he's accomplished in this league. Absolutely. And it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. You know, Terrell Suggs isn't here. I mean, they don't make this move with Ogba or Okafor. I mean, they, they were both playing really well. Yeah. They don't make this move unless they needed him. And also, it's nice to block him from going to a contender. Mm-hmm. There's four Super Bowl contenders that put in claims for him. Yeah. I mean, you don't want him. To, I mean, there's a reason why those teams wanted him. It was no joke. Each one of those teams in New Orleans, in San Francisco, in Seattle, and the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Each one of those teams has a legitimate chance to win a Super Bowl. All four of those teams put in a claim for them. So that, that shows you I mean, it's not just the Chiefs doing their homework. It's three other teams that are Super Bowl contenders, and the Ravens clearly would have put a claim in on him had they not been last in the waiver order. So they would have just got him anyway once he went through the waivers. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's four. And if you want to add Baltimore, five teams that would have put him back on the roster, you know, in a situation where he still got something left. Just, he just Again, he just needs that one play. Just that one or two plays in the postseason to put you over that edge, making that tackle, mm-hmm. forcing that fumble, getting that quarterback sack. You're not expecting a lot from him. You're expecting one or two plays. Yeah. I'm not talking against the Bears. I'm talking in the playoffs. Absolutely. And and if you think about it, it might be a blessing that the Chiefs had – I'm not saying losing games are ever a blessing, but losing to the Titans may have – I mean, they obviously the gave the Chiefs had. the worst record right. of those four teams to be able to get Terrell Suggs. So <laughs> there is something to that if, they, if we're really going to go that far because I think we all can agree the Chiefs are in great position to get to the Super Bowl, and adding him only helps things out. So the losses, you know, they, they're going to come and go. You know, that's going to happen. But adding Terrell Suggs is a massive, massive acquisition for the Chiefs. Okay, uh, so uh, our next question comes from Ruben Martinez. Uh, shout out. He's always Ruben. On, on every commenting. week. Every week. Yeah, uh, so his question is, uh, I know it's looking ahead, but we're blue in the face from talking about the AFC. Please discuss potential Super Bowl matchups if the Chiefs were to make it out the AFC. Which, NF- which NFC team would you and would you not want to face? 
who do you think actually will make it and most dangerous NFC threat to KC winning a bowl? Well, there's a lot of questions there in particular, but just just to give a general answer to who I would not want to see uh, in the Super Bowl. I, I, for the record, I did pick the Chiefs to face the Seahawks in the Super Bowl this year. So far, that's looking pretty good. Um, I don't know if they're going to end up. The Seahawks are going to end up getting there. I don't even know if the Chiefs are, but so far that looks like it could be a very good square up, especially if the Seattle Seahawks get home field throughout the playoffs. Ironically, they're better on the road this year, like the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I would say the scariest team to me for the Chiefs to face. I mean, it, if you're looking at it from a perspective of who has the toughest or the the most the most disadvantages for the Chiefs to face, man, it's it it's probably got to be the 49ers, I would say, because of the fact that. Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback position is not what scares me when it comes to the Chiefs' defense. It's going to be who can run the ball. And the and the, the Niners can't run who the ball. Can, who can slow our offense? Yes, and, yeah. and, and they have an incredible pass rush. They have an incredible defense. <clears throat> they, they they probably have the toughest defense to, for the Chiefs to go against in the NFC. So I would probably say that would be the toughest team for me to go against or for the Chiefs to go against. Um, ironically, I would say the Seahawks would be the team I'd want to see the Chiefs face. Yeah. I think that of all the Super Bowl contenders in the NFC side, besides probably the Packers, I would say the Chiefs would probably have not the easiest. I don't want to sound arrogant here, but I would say that'd probably be the, the most friendly matchup. I think the Packers are a tough matchup, but yeah. Well, I mean, because the Chiefs hung with them with Matt Moore. Yeah. You get Patrick Mahomes in that game, the Chiefs win that game. For sure. So I think that if you play them again in the Super Bowl, I think the Chiefs win that game. Because I, I, Aaron Rodgers is still playing good football. Well, he's that, not, was, that was he's my not, pick. He's not playing great football. Right. Yeah. So I would I would say the toughest one would probably be the Niners. The easiest for me would probably be the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't want to see the Saints right now. Uh, I, I know I – know, I just think they're, they're such a well-balanced team. Their defense is kind of hit and miss some weeks. But for the most part, their defense has been solid all year. They have a really good pass rush. Um, so if they can set the edge and get to Pat, that would be a difficult you – know, Dome teams just don't scare me as much. I'm no, sorry. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and the way Pat's playing right now, I don't, no, one's really, no one really scares me in, in, you know, in the NFC. I mean, the NFC is so loaded this year. There's so much yeah. talent in the NFC. So anybody you face out of the NFC, whether it's the Vikings on up or whoever, there's so much so much – talent on the, in the NFC. So, yeah, even the Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson scares the shit out of me. I really wouldn't want to play him just because his ability to extend players, you know, like we've seen with Big Ben, you know, roasting us over the years. Um, but it's always been good games. We've always hung with Russell Wilson. But, yeah, I just – I think the Saints with with the experience of Drew Brees who've been there and done that as well. Um, and as solid as they're playing, the way he gets the ball out really quickly and the weapons that they have, uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, you know, some two of the best weapons in the league. Uh for me, it would be the same. It's just the way they're rolling right now, too, and the confidence they have. So, yeah. What about you, Bink? Who do you think you who, – who's your matchups for the Chiefs? In the, San Francisco is the way they can run the football. I still respect the team, number two in the NFL in rushing the football. I think they're a smart team. Uh, the defensive line, you know, getting to the quarterback with Bosa and yeah. stuff like that. They, they just have some threats. Drew Brees can't count him out. I mean, he's been there. He's yeah. done it. He is a different quarterback inside the dome than outside the dome. Absolutely. I mean, it – Far better statistical, and they're not playing in the Super Bowl in a dome. Right. You're playing it outdoors, which if it's in a dome, I think you'd have to worry a little bit more about Drew Brees. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson. I mean, what can you say? The guy's a winner. Not only that, but the Chiefs, full strength last year, lost to the Seattle Seahawks. That was their worst loss. But still within a score. I mean, everything's within a score with the Chiefs. But if I had to pick one of those teams, I'd say Frisco. Nice. Okay. Thanks for the question, Ruben. That's a good question, man. That's a good question. All right. Our next question comes from Billy Hodge. Uh, Billy back at it again. That's like three straight weeks. All right, Mr. Hodge. <clears throat> question is, what did Chiefs need to figure out in the last two weeks of the season to get ready for the playoffs? Red zone offense. Uh, that is that is the biggest 
weakness this team has by far. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's possible for this team to figure it out just because of the fact, like Bink said earlier, uh, it, it, not having the run game really yeah. causes the all their problems. Of, lack I mean, of respect the, the defenses have. Yeah, the Chiefs were converted. I think it was seventy two percent last year in the red zone. This year it's fifty, uh, right around fifty, which is great. It's actually drive. good. And they're, they're not a no running game. Right, and not having a Kareem Hunt definitely is the reason why that's the case. And so, um, I would say if if it can be fixed, yeah, that's for me. The Chiefs don't have a lot of weaknesses. That is by far the biggest one. So that's my vote. Yeah, I agree. With, uh, I think yeah, us just finishing drives, man, with, without not just getting field goals, but finishing drives, punching them in like we saw all year last year. I think that's going to change too. I think I think I really do believe, just from what I've seen this this offense do all year. I, I think Andy Reid has so much up his, up his sleeves for the postseason. He's, I think he's going to pull out a lot of tricky plays and, and gimmicky things in the red zone once we get in the postseason. Uh, we, we even saw a little sneak peek at it in the, in the New England game with the Kelsey um, you know, rushing direct snap play. Um, I think we're going to start seeing a little more things like that and we'll become more efficient in the red zone. That and just with our linebacker core, try to keep up with the running backs in the passing game. That's another one of our weaknesses we saw against Green Bay. They shredded us in the running game or the passing game with the running backs through the air. Um, outside of the lack of efficiency in the red zone offensively, that's one of the other things. But, yeah, besides that, this team, we're, we're peaking at the right time. We're kind of starting to get everything going together as a unit at the right time. So, yeah, just, just finishing drives. What about you, Bink? What would you say is the thing that the Chiefs need to – work on or focus on the most these final two weeks to get prepared for the playoffs. We've done a better job of stopping running backs, catching the football out of backfield. I was expecting New England to do that to yeah. the whole game, but it didn't work. James White had like two big plays. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Really, they've done that well the last you know, three, four. Uh, going back to Chargers game, Eckler still had, I yeah, think, eight catches. Aaron's that game. On us too. He still did well, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, 11 for 11, throwing the running backs out of the backfield. Yeah. Uh, that's what hurt us. That would be – but they've started to shore that up. Uh, the run defense, you know, it, it, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. We just filling those gaps. I think Terrell Suggs we'll said that edge will help the uh, run defense as well with the Chiefs. But to me, it's running the football more consistently. Yeah, just having more faith in your running, getting those first downs, it's moving the chains with those first downs. <laughs> and they've done a better job this year of getting off the field on third down. They've done a better job of the time of possession. What they're doing is giving Pat Mahomes more chances to score, and that's the one thing that this team needs to do. Yeah, you know, get off the field. Don't don't play in the team's hands like the Colts, like the Texans, and with a game plan of keeping Mahomes on the sideline. He can't hurt you if he's not playing. Yeah. So that's the key: get him on the football field and just control the clock. And that's a big way with that running game. So that would be my thing because that's you talk about traveling. You got the defense. I think that can travel. You get the quarterback that can travel, but running games travel as well, and that concerns me. Look at the top ten teams in the NFL in rushing. Yep. It's playoffs, 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 playoffs. Yep. You know, fringe playoffs. You know, a few things going here, right? Like man. the Colts, the wrong way. Titans, yeah. The quarterback, yes, but they're teams that run the football. Yeah. And the top two teams in the NFL, in my opinion, San Francisco and Baltimore, number one and two in rushing. Yep. All right. Thanks for the question, Billy. So, last question comes from uh, Clay Windler. Uh, <laughs> <good old> <laughs> Great. I can't imagine what this is going to be <laughs> Who's about. That? Uh, his question is What is the worst cheese take? Of the season, excluded excluding Lance's horrible Frank Clark bullshit. <laughs> first yeah, of all, Lance, first yourself. of all, fuck you, Clay. <laughs> all right. Second of all, I, I'll own that. Okay, I, I know I've been driving him madhouse for the last two months with some of the things I've been saying, but they were all valid. Damn it. Um, <laughs> look, uh, I think I think the worst take out there right now has been. Um, 
the whole thing with Spagnolo. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Um, at the beginning of the year, I said that I'm going to give the, the Chiefs defense four weeks, or was it six weeks? I said six weeks to really show me what this defense is all about. And ironically, it was week seven right after that when this defense really started to turn it around. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I'd say my the worst take for me has been putting a timestamp on this defense prematurely, in, in particular with Spagnuolo and what he's doing with it. Because, yes, the first month and a half, this defense was not good. Yeah. In fact, they were really bad in a lot of ways. But since week seven, this defense has been a whole nother, whole nother beast, and it really makes that type of idea or take, quite frankly, just look really stupid. And this defense has been not shut down defense, but they've been very good, and they've been a top 10 defense for multiple weeks now. And so I would probably say that's the one for sure. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Worst, the worst Chiefs take, I mean, I got to go with the long-hanging fruit here. Uh, for the, what, third year in a row, we had nothing but the, the national media picking the Chargers to win the division. We had dumbasses like uh, David Carr keeping it in the family and supporting his brother blindly because he just yeah Raiders just, and Falcons in the Super Bowl yeah, I think. yeah so I mean every year we got to hear this shit man every year we, we we know who we are as 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 fans of the Chiefs we know who we are we know the product we're gonna get we know Andy Reid's dominate domination in this division and every year we got these talking heads on the national you know TV getting paid good money to talk professionally about this sport and they continue to pick the, the the opposing teams of the division when this is four straight for us so yeah that's for me i mean they can hold this l every single week so yep that's mine what do you got bink well i just think uh, just uh, not paying attention to what's going on in understanding and being real about the defense yes it struggled early on but that's going to happen when you have eight new faces that's going to happen when you have a new coaching staff but if you paid attention to this thing the whole time through otas in minicamp, which a lot of times they don't. That's fine. They have a lot of stuff to do. I get that. But just the things Mahomes was saying in this offense about getting new looks from the defense, getting challenged by this defense, you knew it was there. Yeah. You knew there was promise there. But then, you know, they kind of laugh on the defense. It's been a yeah, but. The Chiefs are good, but. Right. but finally, they're starting to come on board. They're looking at defense. And if they're diving into the DVOA, their Chiefs are 11th in defense. The Bears, 7th. It's mm-hmm. not a big discrepancy between the Bears. Yeah. And the Chiefs actually have a better pass defense yeah. than the Chicago Absolutely. Bears. And I get it. The run defense has been bad. And so, obviously, teams are going to run the football. But that doesn't mean that the secondary is not good because of what Honey Badger and everything possesses. Right. But I think be, be real about it. Be honest. Understand what the Chiefs brought in. They do have two guys starting in the Pro Bowl. Say what you want about it. But what it so is is more. what it is. But, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, Steve Spagnuolo, I think, starting to earn some respect. Around the league. Now, I'm not saying this defense didn't deserve criticizing it sometimes. It yeah. did. And the players would admit it. Even Clark Cut said, you know, things started to come around the Mexico City game. Mm-hmm. So even the Chiefs understood it took a while. It was a work in progress for the Chiefs, but better late than never. Absolutely. Right. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for the Monday mailbag. We appreciate it. every single week on Mondays we give those out. And we love hearing from you guys. So we appreciate everyone that's uh, participated in that. We're going to keep it going. So we're going to take a quick break. We got one small segment left with our guy Bink. He's been kind enough to give us give us this night with us, and so we really appreciate his time. Chiefs versus Bears, Sunday night football. The Bears. Da Bears. Bring it. Da Bears. Chicago. All right, we're going to get back to that after this. Back at it again on segment number four of the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beardco Studios with my guys, Trevor Twidwell. What's going on? Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. And one final time, my guy, Six Twin Sports Radio's very own, Jay Beakley. All right, guys, so. Big game, and I mean that. I don't want to just say that every every single week would just to hype up an opportunity. Huge? I would say it's huge. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Okay, so we're going to move right along. This is a big game, guys. It's so Look, I, I was of the belief that the Chiefs and the Bears were going to get flexed. I, I really thought that was going to be an opportunity because of the fact the Eagles and uh, Cowboys game is technically bigger. But I know Fox wasn't probably going to be able to give that one up because they already gave one up earlier this year. Yeah. So there was going to be some turmoil with that one regardless. But I also do believe that the NFL wants to showcase this game because of the quarterbacks, because of the story that follows these two guys. You know, Trubisky going, you know, number two, I believe it was overall. Was it number three? I think it was three. Okay, regardless, he went before Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And everyone talks about how big of a mistake that was of Chicago to do. And now we're seeing the repercussions of that. And it's valid. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, we, I've been listening to, you know, Bink and the guys on 610 all week long. Uh, Danny Parkins came on the show, mm. a former 610 member. Uh, you know, Mark Carmen, former 610 guy, came on. They're all both in Chicago, and they both talked about it. Uh, they had Olin Krutz come on the other day, and he's a former offensive lineman for the Bears, and he does pre- and post-game for them, yeah. and he's talking about, you know, this situation. This is going to be the number one topic for this game. Uh, no matter how this game goes, it's going to be mentioned a million times. You know, Chris Collins was going, well, well, you know, they probably should have taken Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's going to be that all night long. And so they can turn the clock. He's going to do the slide, you know, with this little like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a great night because I, I feel very good about this game. I think that the chiefs are going to be playing with motivation because like we talked about a couple segments ago, the bills are going to beat the Patriots. So the chiefs have something legitimately to play for, but I also do believe in, in something about pride in football and being, you're a big football guy, man. That's, that's what you bleed. That's what you talk about all the time. I don't think the bears are going to roll over in this game because there's something for them to play for too. And I said pride, but they're, they like their coach there in mm-hmm. Chicago. Matt Nagy, I think, is a good coach. Oh, I yeah. think he's I think he's got a, a good future in this <laughs> league as a head coach. Unfortunately for him, he has to jump a lot of hurdles with the quarterback situation he's currently got. If he had Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Yeah. So with that said, I think the Bears are really going to try to get their coach a win against his former team and show that yeah, we didn't make the right decision at quarterback, but this team is still something. And and furthermore, you know, last year the, the Bears won 12, 12 games despite having probably the easiest schedule in football last year. You know, people are calling them a bust of a team. They're calling Trubisky a bust. That's a lot of disrespect for one team to handle. And then you've got, you know, Patrick Mahomes and his guys feeling really good about themselves coming into your house in Sunday night football. The nation is watching. The world is watching. I have to believe the Bears are going to come in this game and try to fight. And just like last week when I talked about the Broncos coming in, wanting, wanting to make something happen, wanting to put because the Chiefs are going to get everyone's A game. Mm-hmm. No matter who oh, they're facing, no matter what the long. record is, yep. Chiefs are getting their A game because everybody knows what the Chiefs represent. Yeah. They have the MVP, the current MVP. They have Andy Reid, you know, a ton of respect, a ton of talent on this team. So I, I'm not going to be one of those people that are going to disrespect the Bears and think they're just going to roll over and let the Chiefs come in here and get a W. This is gonna be a hard-fought game, but Bank, I want to get your thoughts on this, man. What is your, what is your, what is your overall thought with this Chiefs, this Chiefs and Bears matchup? How do you see it going down? What are you expecting? Are you, you know, is there gonna be any plot twists, if you will, where you think the Bears could come out and show the Chiefs something they didn't expect? I would expect the Chiefs to roll in this game. To be honest with you, I, I think that the offense needs this. They needed thirty balls, somebody. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've been on a roll. They, they beat the hell out of the Raiders, beat the Broncos with authority. But I think the, this offense needs it. You know, just to show they still got it. They were feeling themselves a little bit. It's mm-hmm. going to be nicer weather in Chicago, believe it or not, there was in Kansas City. But I feel good. This Bears team is starting to question themselves. Trubisky was questioning the play calling yeah. in Green Bay. And they've tried to answer those questions this week that it wasn't that big a deal. They've been downplaying it. Right. And I think Trubisky's feeling the Mahomes effect, man. This guy just doesn't show up in big games. 
And that's the only questions he got. Right. Even their offensive yeah. coordinator, Mark Kelfrick, said this week, he goes, those questions are going to come up. Is it fair? Well, it's inevitable. That's what it said. It's inevitable. But if I'm Trubisky, I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. somebody asked him a question. He looked like he was going to go down there and fight him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, do you feel different because you're not the same level as Mahomes? And you know, <laughs> yeah. I was sitting here going, man, I'm a first-round pick, man. I would yeah. pick the head of those guys. These guys all have a little bit of ego and a little pride. And basically, they're saying you're not as good. You suck because you're not as good as Mahomes. But this is chance. He got Mahomes coming to his house to stand up. Do I expect him to play well? Yeah, Trubisky's played well. Mm-hmm. He's been. He's actually been a very decent last quarterback for sure. Yeah, he's seventy four percent completion yeah. two of the last three weeks, and the game that he didn't throw over three hundred yards was his best game where he goes against Dallas two hundred forty four yeah. yards, three touchdowns, plus sixty yards on the ground. Right. But I think the Chiefs pressure. It's what they Green Bay pressure. It's like uh, what he what Trubisky was saying against Green Bay. They should have done more screens and draws and stuff like that to counteract the pressure. Now yeah. I expect the Chiefs. I mean, he just opened up what beats the Chicago Bears. I mean, he basically just said it right there. I don't think he's 100% happy. I think the fan base uh, is going to be constantly reminded of the mistake by not getting home. But that happens, man. <laughs> Buffalo has the answer to that question. Right. Because they had a chance of both of them as well. Not that Josh Allen can't be the right answer for him, but uh, is he Mahomes yet? No. Nobody is. Right. And that's tough, man. I mean, you know, a lot of teams missed on the homes. A lot of times people thought he was a second-round pick, you know, going <laughs> through the combine and everything else that is arm strength, because they didn't know uh, if the college offense would work in Kansas City. And Andy, Andy Reid embraced the RPOs. And what did Texas Tech do well? And he did it. Even Gary Patterson at TCU, before he played Texas Tech last year, watched Chiefs game film to see what Mahomes was doing with the RPOs, because Texas Tech was the same philosophies. Right. But no, I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting this defense to play well, and I'm expecting this offense to play even better. You know, this offense needs that game. They just haven't all been healthy. Whether it's the offensive line, whether it's Tyree Kill, you know, hurt or leaving a game, or Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, the full comp. I think Travis Kelsey is not, you know, that confidence is back. He dropped yeah. a few there. Not that his numbers are bad. You know, Travis Kelsey is the second leading receiver in the AFC yeah, by right. only 11 yards That's behind insane. the Hopkins. It's ridiculous. Yep. It's ridiculous. But he had a great game. 11, and it's no, 11 catches out of 13 targets. But I think they, I think they want to show a little something. And I'm fully expected against the Bears. You, the Chiefs can't run very well. The Bears are, are good against the run. Right. So they're not going to do that. They're going to be airing it out. <laughs> well, the Bears are not very well either. So I'm expecting – I know that, uh, you know, you never give up on a team where you say, well, the Chiefs just can't roll their helmet out there and win this game. They can roll their helmet out and win this game. Oh, they're just a better team. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I feel similar about this game as you guys did about the Denver game last week, how you're kind of uncertain of how it's going to go. We all kind of expect it to be a close game. I feel it's going to be a close game, but I also there's two different ways I can see this game going. I can definitely see us going the way Bink just said with us just kind of blowing them out, you know, blowing the doors off this game and just our offense. Because I don't believe in in the secondary in Chicago. Their secondary has not been good really all year. They've had they've been they've been able to produce a lot of pressure up front with their talented core up front, um, which has kind of made their you know as far as them allowing points you know boost that a little bit, but. Um, I, I just I can see Patrick Mahomes having no problem, you know. Well, the other thing is too, I don't think Reed wants embarrassed Nagy. Well, that, that's 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 the it. Thing. You're right. I mean, there's a lot of and there's a, yeah, there's a lot of narratives heading into this game with with you know Nagy v Reed and you know the the draft class of, of Trubisky and, and and Patrick Mahomes and Trubisky really wanting to get up for this game. Yeah. Um, especially with all the, all the questions he's been getting, you know, so he's probably has that extra motivation to want to go out there and do. I think I I'm expecting uh Nagy to let Mitch Trubisky kind of just play free. And use a lot of his legs this game. I really, I, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think because he hasn't really let him do that all year. And Mitchell Trubisky, you say what you want about him, he's a very athletic guy. And three point oh, yeah. five yards of carry for the team, they can't run. That's what I'm saying. And if they let him, I mean, 
if they let him, you know, use his legs to, you know, extend plays or have designed runs for him, that could open up the offense a little bit. And I mean, Allen Robinson is a legitimate wide receiver one. He's been balling this year, really. Seven or eight catches, game right? Yeah. He, he's already over a thousand yards in the year. I mean, he's a legitimate. But I'm not worried. I mean, I, every week we go into no, no matter who we're playing, I'm never scared of the wide receivers because we just we haven't allowed production. So I'm not really scared of the passing game, but I am. Tariq Cohen kind of frightens me a little bit, even though he hasn't really done much this year. They haven't used him as like they did last year. Last year he had like like 60 catches or something like that. Ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Tariq Cohen is one of those guys like an Austin Eckler, like a, you know, a guy like that that can that can, you know, kind of kill us a little bit. And like an Aaron Jones, the way he is so valuable in the passing game. Um, if we can stop that, you know, cap that, keep him, you know, um, you know, captain in, in not let him have escape the pocket and extend plays with his legs. I don't. There's no way Trubisky's going to beat us with his arm. Patch, our offense should be sharp out there. I'm not intimidated by this defense, regardless of what numbers they have. Um, yeah, we should definitely win this game. This is this is the type of team we should beat. Um, we outmatch them pretty much every facet of the game. Uh, so yeah, I definitely have us winning by I have us winning by double digits. So uh, yeah, just kind of go off of what, what all you you all guys pretty much said. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge for the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, you're going into Chicago. You're, I mean, you're going to face a good defense. Mm-hmm. You got Khalil Mack on the other end. You know, he's he's obviously married Eric Fisher's bitch throughout the entire, <laughs> entire his entire career. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So you, you might see you, some shorts too, but shorts yeah, shorts can be the guy. You're going to see Patrick Mahomes pretty much be outside the pocket a mm-hmm. little, like majority of this game. I think a Which lot of could, it, it's not a bad. It's thing, not a bad yeah. thing. No, but we will see a lot like. Majority of his game will be outside. Yeah, of the that defense is going to want to get up against the Chiefs for sure. Just for the fact that Will yeah. Mack going against Eric Fisher and the whole like the history between them two and so right. Yes, uh, but Trubisky, uh, I, I think the Chiefs all they need to do is just send the pressure. Uh, Trubisky's not. Yeah, he's not good under pressure. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Lamar Jackson. He's not good with pressure. They just can't seem to deal with the pressure the same way. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson's the better player. Right, he he can just you know make those those weird runs and yeah, if he gets pressure, he can it, just take off for forty yes. yards. Right, <laughs> but 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 at the same time, he he's not a good thrower. That's no, 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 yeah, that's not throwing on the run. Absolutely, no, no, no. yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Trubisky, he's not he's not good under pressure. And his biggest game is throwing the ball. He, I yeah. mean, yes, he's athletic, he can run and all that, but mm-hmm. his main game is, is is passing the ball. And, and when you put pressure, you you can you, you notice that. Uh, Trubisky is just not that great. He's not, no. he's not good. and he's gonna have that pressure of Patrick Holmes on the other end. It's like, fuck, he, is he outperforming? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's oh, gonna yeah. go out with the mentality of always trying to outperform Patrick Holmes on the next drive. Yeah, not only is he playing the Chiefs, on the pressure the of that. Drive. Yeah, he's got to. And, and like you said, Holmes. if Nagy was to, let, I think if Nagy was to let him free, like let him do his thing, mm-hmm. he's only gonna make things worse. I, I think him, I'm fine with that. He, he's just not. He, yeah. He's him roaming out there free and not having like like the system and like set, mm-hmm. I think he's just gonna want to outperform. Like I said, outperform Patrick Mahomes and it's just gonna bite him in the ass. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of pressure on Trubisky, and I, I don't know if he's ready for that pressure. Obviously, we've seen what he does under pressure, and he turns off all the TVs in the, his facility. <laughs> so, this is a team we should beat. Plain and so, simple. Yes. This, this, is this should be, be this should be a win for the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be double digits, but but it's, it should it should definitely be a win. In primetime games this year, Mitchell Drubisky, uh, the first week was against Green Bay Packers. They lost ten to three. 
Uh, he completed 50, 58% of his passes, uh, did not have a touchdown through one interception with a 62 rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're looking at like the Cowboys game of recent. You know, if you look look at recent games, you don't want to go all the way back to the beginning of the season. You know, you had the Cowboys at Bears, 7.20 p.m. at night, and then you have Mitchell Trubisky that actually played pretty well. So there's, He's been playing well. there's a mixed bag here. Yeah. Um, Taylor Gabriel's out. Massey's out. Uh, Prince uh, Amur <laughs> Always mess up his Mookamora. name. Amukamura, yeah. he's questionable. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Hicks is, uh, is is questionable. The, the the Bears are banged up in positions where they really would need some of these guys for this type still of got game. Their offensive weapons. I still got Anthony Miller. I still got Miller. I still got you know Tariq Cohen. But, but like but like being, but like being said earlier about the pressure, yep. the fact that the Chiefs are going to be coming at him with healthy O line's not very you know Chris good. Jones and Frank Clark's getting healthier. Right. Uh, Terrell Suggs is going to get some snaps, I believe, this week. I mean, oh, there's yeah. going to be a lot of pressure for him this week, and with like with the mounting pressure from the inside the locker room also I think is going to play a factor too so I feel like these two teams are going in opposite directions they're kind of meeting at that middle area where one team is ascending the other one's descending Mm -hmm. Um, although I do believe Matt Nagy is going to give them some advantages from being with the Chiefs here's the other thing that we have to consider with that Matt Nagy was not with the Chiefs when Patrick Mahomes took over Right. So he wasn't a part of the development of Patrick Holmes becoming what he is now per se. Right, right. Second of all, I like to believe that the teacher can teach again when the student comes back. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to consider Andy Reid reteaching Matt Nagy a little bit. I do agree, Bink, that I don't think he's going to try to embarrass Nagy on the national yeah. platform. But I do believe that this could be one of those wins that says, you know what, the score was close, but this game really wasn't well, all that Reed close. Reed also saw how he thinks because Nagy took over play calling. Yes. Him. But then in that yes. final game against the Broncos, right. Andy right. Reid, because they thought Nagy would be getting the head coaching job, and he clearly, you know, thinking about that. But he wanted to see what he could do with Mahomes. But that that's, that's the difference here because this is an offense with Patrick Mahomes. This isn't an offense right. with Alex Smith. Right. Just the way that you look at the plays, you react to the plays. Yeah, Nagy was here, mm-hmm. and he saw an offense built around Alex Smith. He did not see an offense built around Patrick Mahomes and what Andy Reid. Now, they can watch film like everybody else can, but mm-hmm. he never saw that. I guess he may have seen it you know, when they played Denver, but the, but the philosophies and what they're doing offensively is much different, and it's ever-changing with Andy Reid. Yep. Big difference between the, the interpretation of this offense with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. That's the X factor. Now, he did get to understand kind of what Matt Nagy's thinking, how he was calling plays right. against Al- with Alex Smith, at quarterback, that year. So I don't think there's too much to it. Even Nagy this week said that, uh, you know, that the Chiefs offense looks completely different than, than when he was here. Um, I, I do think he was a big part of Mahomes' development. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they did a great job with him. And Mike Kafka kind of is the guy. Absolutely. With, with yeah. Because oh, yeah. Matt Nagy was concentrating on Alex Smith. Yeah. And he was concentrated on an offense. Same thing with Andy Reid. It was Mike Kafka that really worked with Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I, I just think it's it's interesting looking back to Nagy and Andy Reid, what they saw every day in practice. They saw this kid mm-hmm. just destroying their defense. I mean, all these players, Tom Bali, all these guys said that Pat Mahomes used to do some crazy things. Yeah, That would be tough at the end of the year knowing what he had. It's not like all of a sudden he got good last year. Right. They were seeing it every day in practice. Yeah. Him doing things, and that would have been the toughest thing. You know, would Andy Reid have pulled uh, a Nick Saban, pulling Jalen Hurts out of the championship game and put in Tua in that Titans game? Yeah. Would it have made a difference? I don't know. I mean, they obviously want to dance with who brought him, and that was Alex Smith. Yeah. But that had been one real tough for the Chiefs coaching staff when you're only searching for that quarterback, and you got a guy out there just slinging it. 
playing carefree. Mm-hmm. It had the talent of Pat Mahomes. You had the league MVP practicing every day. <laughs> he probably did some bad things to that defense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you take this 19 Chiefs over the 18 Chiefs? Yes. You know why? I would. Yeah. They're a more Better complete defense. team. Yeah, yeah, they're a more complete team. I, I, yes, more experience behind us. Yeah, belt, even with, sure. I would even take this team over the Kareem Hunt 2018 Chiefs. The reason why that is is because although yes, I do believe the Chiefs got there to where they were last season because the offense was so unstoppable. We saw the end result, and I don't think it changes that much, even with Kareem Hunt, because in that game, I know it is different from having Damian Williams to Kareem Hunt. Damian Williams getting three touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot for a, that's a lot of production for a backup running back, and you still lose the game. Yeah. That tells me it's defense. So mm-hmm. I would clearly I've heard that debate. Even Arrowhead Pride they talked about it on the podcast a couple weeks ago yeah. about who they would take. And a lot of them actually said 2018. I'm taking 2019 Chiefs. The defense uh, the secondary is better. Now, Pat yeah. Holmes would still oh, beat it miles, but, but he's even admitted they, I mean, you know, they're challenging yeah, some of the things they did. The, ability, the willingness to adjust defensively, too, is yes. huge. Not only pressure. that, I can't tell you that Dermot Thompson would put up 100 yards rushing <laughs> against last year's defense. <laughs> be honest. Hey. Yeah. The running game for the 19 Chiefs yeah. might play that 18. What, what would Pat Mahomes do? Oh, my God. Oh. Against against a Bob Sutton? And I think the defense is better. It's Frank Absolutely. Clark and the Honey the Badger attitude, and stuff like that. Everything's different. I, I think there's no way to look at it and say I wouldn't take the 19 Chiefs over the 18. Absolutely. Yeah, let me, let me get you out with this question, Bink. Because I know we're focusing, and, and and I'm guilty of this, we've been focusing so much on the Bills-Pats game, rightfully so, because we're all assuming here the Chiefs are going to beat the Bears. But there's game. There's another game that happens before the Chiefs ever play the Bears, and it's a game that actually is important too. It's the Texans versus the Bucks. Reason why it's important. Let's say the Bills, uh, let's say the Patriots beat the Bills, and then the third seed is what the Chiefs have to focus on. This this Bears game is still very important because if the Chiefs drop it and the Texans beat the Bucks, the the Texans own the tiebreaker with the Chiefs, therefore we'll put them in the third seat, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs would fall to four. And you're talking about a whole new world of hurt. You'd have to face the Ravens probably in the second round. Yeah. So, Bink, regardless of the outcome, do you think of the, regardless of the outcome of either one of those games, do you see the Chiefs executing? With the same mentality, regardless of what happens in those games. Yeah, I do. I, I think they get through the Bears. As a matter of fact, once they beat the Patriots, it's like this team's 12 and 4. 12 and 4 is where this team at. They'll beat the Bears. Couldn't be a better situation going there mm-hmm. with the weather, the way it's going to then play in the AFC West to round out the season. The Chargers will be making vacation plans oh, at yeah. that point. Yep. Andy Reid dominates this division. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think they get this victory against the Bears and it parlays right in the, Chicago, uh, the Chargers. Heck yeah. Well, Bink, it means so much you took the time to be out here tonight. Sure. So. I, mean, I, mean, I think this is now the, what, the fourth time you've been on the show, man. And I love it. I don't say this lightly. You, you've been my favorite guest, man. I mean, it's been a blast. And we actually her. have we actually have Dad here in the house, my yeah. lady from Sprouts Take. So she looked at me with a very ugly look. So, Bink, you understand the risk I just took right now <laughs> of saying such things. I'm probably going to get a two-piece at the end of the night from Mrs. Gat. So, <laughs> so congratulations to my face for that one. I'm going to get f- thrown through a table and then get a two-piece from Gat. So that's great. Um, but no, seriously, Bink, thank you so much, man, for being here. Thanks for having me out. You got a busy ass schedule. Thank you so much. Tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and everywhere else, man. Oh, where's just your shows? You guys in the garage on Twitter. And then where's where's your shows? What time? Uh, and six ten. Like well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're all over the place right I, now. Fesco in the morning next week. Yeah, six a.m. Run the, the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you right, so much again, Bink. Yeah, man, it means a lot, dude. The Three cars in the garage. The yeah, game, yeah. Airway Pride tailgate or the the post game. Absolutely. With, uh, I was gonna uh, sleep at the station, so then I had to <laughs> might as well. Might as well, man. Thirty one, get there four. Might as well. I well you're talking hour transit time. Have Pete bring breakfast, man. Yeah, might as well man. just you know just bring it and stay. There you go. <laughs> so that is our guy Jay Binkley. Thank you so much again, man. It Thanks, means guys. so much for being Absolutely, here. Man. We're gonna take a quick break, guys. When we get back, we're gonna do the favorite thing that we like to call hold this L. We'll get back to that after this. It's time to hold 
I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the who? The her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, oh pulsating L. <laughs> man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant man. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold This L, brought to you by Casey Beard Co. Since Casey, since 2014, Kansas City Beard Company has been providing you with beard and skincare products handcrafted in Kansas City with 100% organic ingredients. You can follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Casey Beard Co. and visit them tonight at CaseyBeardCo.com. Mm. Trevor, who is holding the 43rd L well, for Trevor Tordwell? I'm just going to go after this wound while it's open still. Um, Denver Broncos wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. I know we touched on it slightly a couple segments ago, but um, I'm going to touch on it again. I thought to touch it. Um, <laughs> so what's going to what, 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 so happen? Trev's going to touch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll just leave that there. Um, <laughs> when asked before the game, heading into the, the, the game against the, the Broncos when he was being asked about how he sees the matchup with the Chiefs uh, panning out, he said, and I quote, we've struggled against the Chiefs in the past eight times. Uh, if we go in and not if, when we go in and take care of business in Kansas City, it's it's going to definitely, I love that word, definitely shake up the division a little bit. People are going to start putting us in that conversation of a, of a team that can win the division. Like you said, the Chiefs have been running it for a while, and it's upon us to start that way. Why not? Why not next game? I don't know how many times. I mean, was that nine straight, right? Yeah, nine yeah. straight, yeah. I mean, after five, usually, you know, <laughs> there's usually a uh, a trend that you start recognizing and you, you understand maybe you should just shut your mouth and just show it first before you start saying stuff, um, especially when you have a rookie quarterback that just was came off of an injury and, you know, you guys were feeling your balls, you know, juiced up a little bit there for a couple of weeks. Uh, so Cortland Sutton, Sutton, my buddy, my guy, my pal, my division rival, if you want to call yourself that. Um, you're going to have to do me a big favor here, buddy, and uh, hold, hold this, this L. L. And not only for just the statement, but just for the lack of common sense uh, to not recognize who daddy is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's four straight division Who's titles. Daddy, there, buddy. Who's daddy, Trev? Who's daddy? You tell him. It is very personal. You tell him, Trev. Who's it's, daddy? It's funny, too, because I'm, I'm waiting on an actual, like, like Bink was talking about earlier in the show, how there is no rival right now. Yeah. In the AFC West, I'm just wait. I mean, we're waiting. You know, we're waiting. We keep hearing a lot of chatter. We keep hearing a lot of chatter from the, the talking heads. You know, hyping up the Chargers every year, hyping up the you know the Raiders. You know, with their their new crop of young guys, their young core. You know, they could be promising or whatever, or they can sneak up and you know surprise us. Nah, it hasn't happened, and I don't see it happening for a while. Um, so yeah, Cortland Sutton, you, Sutton, you know, all the other people that are, keep making statements, you know, heading into each matchup, talking about how they can catch us, and yeah, you got to show it first, man. You got to at least show a little bit, you know, be competitive. They've what? It's what the the Broncos have scored what nine points against us in two games this year. So I, show me a little something before you start making strongest statements like that, buddy. Especially with your rookie quarterback who hasn't proven anything yet. So that's my L for the week. Fair enough, Eddie. Forty third L of the. Of the- Spoken podcast. Who's holding it for Mr. Ortiz? My friend, 43rd L is going to uh, the city of Oakland. 
uh, as a whole. Uh, Man, Eddie, Eddie, you guys just took turns on, on <laughs> Oakland. My God. Trevor was talking about the biceps yesterday. Give last week. <laughs> last week. I can't believe I said biceps, dude. I, I, just, I, I came from the depths of my soul, man. <laughs> I was over here like, growing up. Just growing up around Hispanics all my life. I was like, bite up. Oh, this like came out. I don't know. Uh, I'm giving the city of Oakland the L because the the way the way in the form that the uh, Oakland Raiders said sure goodbye to the now. city was just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, for anybody other than Oakland uh, people, uh, and and you had Oakland fans uh, destroying the seats, uh, taking uh, I guess memorabilia. Uh, from the stadium, uh, and, and to I me, I, I guess they forgot that the Oakland A's still play there. Bro, that's actually their stadium. That's like actually it. their stadium. Bro, so, for how much meth was in that video? Huh? I said, how much meth was in that video? <laughs> a lot. So, for you to destroy, <laughs> for you to destroy those seats that they now have high, to replace. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, it's embarrassing. Some common sense, man. I saw at least fourteen neck tats in that Dude. video. <laughs> fourteen. It's embarrassing, man. Destroying another 20. fucking another. Like people are like stadium, yeah. like that does not no respect, belong bro. to you. Like no. there's no respect, right? So and obviously the Oakland Raiders, the way they went out of the Oakland was fucking phenomenal. Uh, Derek Carr was getting booed yeah. off the field. Mark was, Davis, the owner, it, said that he ain't yeah, gonna miss yeah, Oakland. Yeah, exactly. So it's, <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. So the city of Oakland, you're gonna have to hold this. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I just want to piggyback off that too. I don't know if you saw that that poll that I posted on Spoken to uh, the. That news poll with the Raider fans come out. Yeah, I think it was like thirty percent. I gotta find it on spoken, but anyways, I'm I'm killing this one right for you. But uh, yeah, I posted it. It was time out. There was like a, a poll that the news took for you know Raider fans how they're gonna do yeah. it, how they're oh, gonna yeah, how they're gonna deal it, with yes. that move. Yeah, I, I obviously I like went out of my way to post that. Any chance I get to shit on Raider fans <laughs> or the Raiders in general, I I, I jump on that one. So one yeah. of them was like go Niners. So yeah, yeah. One of those go Niners was like twenty some percent. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the longest one. Yeah, yeah, dude. I know you know that's gonna happen. All those people in the Bay are gonna jump on the Niners oh, bandwagon, especially to make a run here. You're going to Vegas to a city that's kind of like LA. You have fucking people bl- from everywhere. I don't blame them. To be honest, dude. Like I don't. Just like I didn't blame a lot of the Chargers fans. I think they're gonna sell out almost every game for the fact oh, yeah. that people are gonna be interested in going to that stadium and watching games because you're yeah. you're gonna be by the Strip. You're gonna be in Vegas. Yeah. It's gonna be a. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I can't think wait to go. Gonna, to those, I can't wait to go to those games, dude. Been, I think it's gonna be fun. Hell yeah, it's gonna be fun. Been waiting for that presence, there. dude. That 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 stadium is gonna be beautiful too. Hell yeah. Yeah. I bet. Are, can't I, wait. I don't know if you guys are like big time quote people. Like you like to like quote quotes or you're like big quotes. into quotes like hang in there or I'm like a fan of quote. the grass is always greener on the other side and there's like a fucking cat on the like the <laughs> wallpaper and shit. No, <laughs> I, I'm not a big quote guy. But there's, I do have a new favorite quote, and it's, uh, I sling this shit in anything. Yeah. yeah. That's from one Patrick Mahomes. You said sling or spin? Spin, you're correct. Yeah. So I'm going to correct my quote. quote right. God, <laughs> damn, oh, Lance. God damn it. Sling, sling sounds Sorry, cooler. Bro. So I think Pat, I think Patrick could have used a better word, but we'll give it to him. So I, 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 spin, I spin this shit in anything. So let me correct. Let me revise myself. But the point remains. The voice, though. Yeah. I sling this shit in anything. She slings us better. It sounds better. It's more natural. I spin this shit in anything. You want to say you want to say sling this dick? You want to say sling this dick? Red trap cinema. I sling this dick. Clay Wimler. (laughs) Shane Williams. Oh, this is off the rails. Gay it. It's off the rails. So anyway, the the the, why I'm bringing this up is because (laughs) it's 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 valid because of the fact that the weather's only going to get worse. Yet Patrick Mahomes gets better. 
bro. Oh, it's getting there. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, the whole the whole conversation again has been, well, the Chiefs don't have a run game, so how are mm. they going to play well in uh. inclement weather? Well, it was proven this week that weather can't stop Patrick Mahomes because he can spin this shit in mm. anything. Sling, I like it better, but we'll give him spin. So inclement weather. And all the people that believe in nature. Yeah, yeah, motherfucking nature, mother nature. And all the people that support her. Yeah. I don't know why I just went country when I started saying that. You bitch. Fake Patrick's telling you. (laughs) You're going to have to hold this L. Yeah. Hold it. Hold it real hard. (laughs) Brittany, bring my. (laughs) Jesus, dude. Bring it. The inclement weather is going to take this L. So, anyway, guys. Uh, Jay Beakley, uh, he had a, he had a bounce out. Guys had to do a little Christmas shopping. Want to so thank our guy? Yeah, yeah, he, it, Jay, yeah. Jay did say to have make sure he holds an L. So, uh, Jay Beakley, hold, hold this L. L. <laughs> that was for you, old Big. We appreciate you. We love that guy. Seriously, man, he's made, he's made a lot of time and sacrifices for us throughout this. Uh, well, I'd say we've been doing this since February, so it's been over ten yeah, months. It's an honor for him just to take his time yeah, out of this. It means night, a lot. Man, it means sure. a whole lot, man. He's a good friend, and he's 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 great he's at his OG, job. Yeah. I love listening to his show. He's always so informative. He's passionate. He loves football. That's that's the difference between a lot of people in his profession. Some people just do it for a paycheck because they're good at it. Jay's very good at it, and he loves it. I'm pretty sure that's you do. I'm pretty sure you do it for free. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you know he would. That's that he comes here for free. I mean, we give him pizza and yeah. beer, but that's I mean that's nothing compared to what you know we he should be making. Yeah, yeah. we give him a hug. Yeah, yeah we show yeah. affection. Yeah. So anyway, guys, uh, episode 43 has been an absolute blast. Thanks for all of our listeners. Thanks to Jay Binkley. Thanks for Gat for hanging out with us tonight. She's been the silent killer tonight, man. We really appreciate her hanging out. And I think she's playing Mario Kart with my brother. So I really appreciate her doing that. We don't know why, we don't know why she's here. But. <laughs> she's chilling. She's chilling. You know, having a good old time. She brought some beer. She contributed to the cause. So in that, for, for Eddie Ortiz, for Trevor Twidwell, for all the guys that are in Trevor's DMs, we want to thank everybody tonight for 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 giving us this night, for giving us this opportunity. The Smoking Podcast is out. <laughs>